0: Keep being you. Mm.
1: Yeah. Welcome to the Gentlewoman Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Horlbogen. I'm on a mission to foster civility, respect, and integrity with a dash of sartorial elegance in the boardroom and beyond. And I invite you to join me on my quest. You never
0: have to be like anybody else, cause you're my favorite person when you're being yourself. True original, right from the start, straight from the heart, a great work of art, you stand apart. Uh, welcome back, um,
1: everyone, to the next episode of the Gentlewoman Boss Podcast. My guest today is Allison Maloney, and I'm sure you already know who she is, but I'm going to share with you a brief uh, bio of her amazing career and success. So Allison Maloney is the CEO of Allison May Public Relations and contributor anchor for Newsmax. Allison is an acclaimed keynote speaker, moderator, and media relations expert. The CEO and president of Allison May Public Relations is a well-respected publicist among reporters, producers, and editors around the world because of her understanding of what journalists want and need. Allison emphasizes the importance of using social and digital media to deliver the message. She is not afraid to tell it like it is and pushes companies to do what everyone else is not doing. That's key. Uh, Her belief that confidence is key allows her to stand out among her competitors along with her willingness to be bold. Allison has also just released a book called Breaking in the News, Build Buzz for Your Brand. Allison is an extremely proud mother of three young girls who inspire her every day to be a better person. The business owner is very vocal about the real challenges of being a working mom while sharing her own solutions that have helped her maintain a work-life balance. Allison has been featured in Time Magazine, Daily Worth, Reputation Management, and on Dr. Oz and many more places. And now you can add to it, you've been on the Gentlewoman Boss Podcast. Yay! (laughs) Yay! I'm so excited to have you here, Allison. Thank you for making the time. Oh my gosh, thank you. This is so exciting. Well, I'm just I'm so excited about um, your book. I I I haven't read it yet, obviously, right? It's not, it's not really, it's it's available for pre-order, which is part of why I have you here today. I really want to help you get the word out about that. But um what was what like what was that process like to write a book about your, you know, your career and, and your your industry?
0: Yeah, it was, it was on my bucket list. And so years ago, I said, I want to write a book, but the book I had in mind was not this book. That's probably the second or third book that I want to write. But I started about five years ago, just doing tips of the day, I would record them in my car with my phone, because it's the Gary V method, right? Give people as much information and and value as you can. Um, I know that not everybody can hire a PR firm and a lot of people are doing it in-house so I want to give everybody as much information as I can on how to do your own PR and how newsrooms work because I worked in local newsrooms and now national and time and time again we get pitches or I would talk to producers and they're like oh my gosh people just don't get it they're sending us this two-page press release or they're mad because we had to cancel their appearance because we had breaking news so I wanted to take all of that, everything on how the media works, what you should do, um, how to get ready for your media interview and put it all together in one book. So I started writing it and then I stopped and then life got in the way. (laughs) But New Year's Day, I said, you know, I'm just going to do this. So January, I started writing it in my living room and I just couldn't do it because I'm in work. I'm with the kids. So I went by myself and went to Florida for like four days. And I pretty much wrote half of the book from Florida, from oh my, my hotel room, no interruptions, no client calls, no kids, nothing. Um, and then I finished it up and here we are. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah.
1: I, I definitely get the distraction factor. Absolutely. Like working from home. So I, and I love you referenced your tips of the day, which I think is, is so, I I, I love watching them and listening to them. I'm not not so much that I want to pitch myself to the media. I mean, if they find me, if, if it happens, that's fine. I just think it's beautiful how you you share all of that for free. Literally. Like you just, if if people wanna follow you, all they have to do is follow you on social media and they're gonna learn all those tips and all those um those little gold nuggets about getting their brand out there, you know, getting that earned media attention. So it's just very generous of you, Allison.
0: It's wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Well, it's kind of like, you know, why we follow people who we follow. So I'll follow, you know, beauty bloggers. And I want to know, like, how do you get, you know, your hair curled like that? Or what is your favorite skincare routine? And so they're giving it away for free. So it's, I may not be as interesting as the beauty bloggers, but (laughs) I just I think it's it's and if I can help people too, um, by by giving all of this information, and I mean I feel good because somebody did tell me they're like I, I watched your tip and I did this and then I just got in Forbes because I used a tip you said. I'm like oh my god that's so awesome. Seth. Oh that's great yeah, fun to do. Yeah and I think
1: that also reiterates the importance of of giving the feedback back. Right. A lot of times like we may, we may be, we may be touching people's lives or helping them, but if we never hear it, right. It almost like when you get those little messages or those DMS or, you know, emails, it's like, it inspires you to keep doing it because you know, you're actually providing value. Yeah. That's fantastic. So I'm curious if your uh, peers, colleagues, um, competitors, whatever you want to call it, if they, if they've ever given, given you negative feedback about what you, what you do to try to help people or like, if there is there, is that. I don't see a lot of other people with your um, success sharing those kind of things. So are you sort of breaking new ground by doing this?
0: Maybe. And I think a lot of people will share things on Instagram. They'll do infographics. So they're, I noticed now in the last year or so, everybody's doing reels, uh, which kind of gives little tidbits. But uh, somebody who's in PR, who I know very well, when I was writing this book, she said, oh, be careful. You don't want to give away your secret sauce. And I said, well... Yes and no, because maybe somebody, you know, they're not, they don't have the relationships that I have or members of my team do. And that's like a big part. I teach them how to try and do that, but I don't think that it's really, I don't really think there is a secret sauce. It's all about, look, you have to have a good story. You have to do the research. You have to, you know, reach out to the journalist and follow up and kind of do everything. So that was the only negative thing. It's just a lot of time. It's a lot of work, uh, you know, just to do the tip of the day, especially, you know, with quarantine, you know, like, like I wanted to get and do my hair and makeup. <laughs> I was just in my yoga pants. So what I would do, and I tell people, because they want to do a lot of, you know, of the social media, whether it's a reel, just do batch content. Do your hair and makeup one time, pick out three or four outfits, and then just do three or four reels, which I've tried to do reels and I'm not good at. I'm just super awkward. I know everybody does it, but it's just not me. So I'm not going to do something that's not me. Well, you're, I, I was
1: just going to say, like what, your tip of the day, Video clips are like you always look like you're ready to go on air. I'm like, first of all, how does she get the motivation? Exactly, like quarantine, pandemic, everything's elastic waist, right? No makeup, her hair. I'm like, oh my word she must have like a crew that lives in her house that does her hair and makeup. I know that's not true, but you always are so put together and stunning. And I think sometimes it can feel like oh, I'll never aspire to that, but but other times it's so motivating. It's like, listen, if I don't know what she's got going on in in her real world, but if she can do it, I can do it. So I
0: love it, I just, I love it. And then I think the thing too, for me, because I was doing, so when I do my tips of the day, it's on Wednesdays when I have this ongoing segment with John Bachman on the news. So I'm already ready, but there are certainly times that I've done it, like, you know, I've done it in a hat one time. So I think (laughs) as we move, you know, out of this, hopefully this perfection world of social media, and and people are trying to be more real and authentic, it's totally fine to do a tip of the day, you know, with your hair in a ponytail and not full makeup because that shows who you are. And I don't think people are expecting people to be head to toe dressed up. So I think that's totally fine as long as it represents who you are. Speaking of this topic though,
1: um, Recently, we had a local, I know you, you worked for a news station in Rhode Island for years. I actually told my sister last night that I was interviewing you today. She's like, I remember her from the news, you know, Rhode Island. So there was, but recently there, there was a, um, Kelly Bates was not, did not, was, d- did not renew her contract. Let's put it that way. And she made reference to um the, f- her weight being an issue or what her, her. You know how she looked on air and i I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but the public definitely thought that was part of it and i I just want to ask you like the pressure in television right to to keep a keep a certain look or weight or you know whatever like is that is that i'm sure that's palpable i'm sure you feel that
0: yeah it's it's there and and it's not you know i've never heard of bosses saying oh gosh you look like you gain weight you better you know get to the gym um i have heard and it was never in my contract but i have heard there are contracts when you get to like this high level that's just like you're not going to make changes without our approval so if you wanted to dye your hair you need to get their approval um and I don't know about weight, but I have seen um, the audience react to women if they gained weight, lost weight, had a baby, didn't lose the baby weight. This, this, and that. People are vicious. Yes. And because they can just go on social media and they can type behind a keyboard. Um, I know there was one journalist. I forget where she was, and she was a news an- uh, weather anchor, and she read these letters on air. And it is horrible how people treat you. you don't and I I just it, it makes me sick because mm-hmm. the pressure, and nobody knows what's going on and whatever however you look should not affect how you do your job. Um, so I, I definitely the pressure is real and, and it's hard because you hear from people no matter what oh I don't I didn't like your dress or oh, it looks like you did something with your hair. I actually had a guy <laughs> message me on so this is a man on Facebook who said, Well, you look pretty, but I think you should consider darkening your eyebrows and maybe doing something different with your hair. Um, I think that would be better for you. I'm like, okay, first of all, you're a guy in a t-shirt. Who are you to tell me what, you know, but there are so many people out there. And the more you're in the spotlight, the more people feel that they can um, say their opinion and they they're nasty and negative and it's horrible. And it's, I don't know if it will change, if it will change it's, Mm. and you know, who's actually the worst offender are women. Women are 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 really bad, and I I always I never understood that you're supposed to build each other up. Exactly, um, but they are the worst offenders. Yeah, uh,
1: ageism, right? Especially in newscast, um, you know, yeah. online uh, t- broadcasting, ageism, and that pressure to look the part. Which, you know, again, back in like today, there's a lot more diversity. I know we were in Disney. Um, in the late spring, we ended up yak yeah, chatting with one of the um, someone near the pool. That was she had a management position. She was very sweet, but she was saying that Disney had just lifted the rule about exposing or showing any tattoos. So, like, I guess if you had a tattoo, you had to have like a sleeve. They actually mm-hmm. made these things. They would slide over their forearm, as far as a way to embrace people. Like you said, bringing your whole self to work and all that. But there are still industries, I'm sure, and companies that want a certain, you know, look, wholesome or whatever. And, and in media and broadcastings, obviously, you they want to attract viewers, right? So, yeah. and I also agree with you that women can be the worst, the worst, yeah. the worst, the worst. And also to the, like the keyboard warriors, like you said, people think just because they can say something that
0: they should, but, you know, you really have to have thick skin, you too. do. And, and, um, some days I'm like, okay, you know, I can handle it. And other days it will get to you. You know, you could just have a bad day or, um, you know, we're, we're, we're our own worst critics. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's important to surround yourself with positive people, with your tribe of whoever it may be who constantly builds you up. Cause that's what you need.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you have nothing to worry about. I don't care what the scruffy no. t-shirt guy says, just ignore them. the haters though the haters love to come but whatever i know that you are connected with heather monahan too and she talks about it a lot like you know if you're just behind your desk doing a job quietly no one will be saying anything right but it's like you said as soon as you put yourself out there so there's that it's the risk factor right do i just stay quiet and and stay behind the lines or if you like you you want to push forward like you said a couple years ago you had this breakthrough you're like i'm going for it i'm going to do it and you did but then there's you, you've got to take the weight of what comes with that, but exactly, which is why we do need to be each other's tribe and help each other and support each other. The Gentleman Boss podcast has been named top twenty best month reporting podcasts of 2021 by Welp Magazine, number 36 of 200 in top entrepreneurship podcasts by Pod Chaser, and top twenty best whistleblower podcasts. For 2021 by Castbox Media. For sponsorship opportunities, please visit our website at thegentlewomanboss.com. For starting, you said um, a PR and branding and training consulting type thing. You want to talk a little bit about your new
0: yes. venture? This is and it started. It, we started thinking about it during COVID because. Uh, A lot of companies had to, had to, you know, they had to cut, they had to get rid of their internal marketing team, their internal PR team, or even PR agencies, marketing agencies. Um, And and so they're all trying to do it themselves. And so what we want to do and what we have done is we'll go into a company and work with them. We do like a full audit of what are they doing and then come up with a strategy and we help them do it themselves. So we will build you know, lists for them. We'll get, pit, give them pitch ideas. We'll help them write press releases and we'll come up with a plan for them. And then, so we teach them all of it. And then we are on like a consulting, like a, a monthly consulting call that uh, that they can call us. We see how things are going. They can send us pitches. We'll tweak them and help them, but we pretty much guide them. We give them the tools and then we guide them so they can do it themselves. Um, and, and it works. It helps if you have somebody in house that has a little bit of marketing knowledge or social media or just, you know, because the CEOs are always like, oh, I can do it. And then they realize like this is a lot. So if you have just an assistant or somebody to help you, it does help. But that's what, um, what we've been doing, which is great because we can teach everyone how to do it. And the thing too is when you have... I feel like I'm talking myself out of work, but when you have an agency, <laughs> you um, they do everything for you, which is great, but if you have to let them go or something doesn't work out, you are left kind of blind, like you don't have the contacts with the journalists, you don't have the media list, you don't, you know, have all the pitches and ideas, so it's hard if you have to break away from them because you don't, you're like, okay, now what? And, and you have to either hire another agency or you lose that momentum of when you're getting pressed. So at least you kind of know exactly what you're doing. And then if you do want to hire someone, even, you know, internally to handle it, they'll, they'll have a better idea after being trained.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that's, um, that's super important for organizations to understand. You can't survive in business today without a digital footprint. It's, it's, And there are so many, um, and not to be sound ageist, but especially older C-suite executives. That it's not their fault; they're not. They don't get it. It's just the, you've got to understand it's a whole different world, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. A whole world, and getting you know, will being willing to invest in PR, being willing to invest in brand. And representing yourself online, right? Making that digital footprint is is so critical today. I mean, it's like, when is the last time you pulled out the yellow pages? I know, right? I mean, we used to get one like every every fall, I think, in our driveway. It was dropped off by who, who I don't know, that yellow pages gods would drive right. it in the driveway. I mean, I use them for because I worked in an art gallery, we used to use the pages to clean glass. It works amazing <laughs> for whatever reason. So I use that to clean, do my windows every fall, but I haven't opened a yellow pages in 10
0: years. Like, no. like
1: you, you go online, you Google the company, you Google the person. So well,
0: and the other thing too is, is that it's reputation management. I think a lot of these um, executives don't think about that, but who are you hiring and what are they putting on social media? Um, you know, and, and if you do have a crisis, and something happens, who's talking to the media, you know, there needs to be a whole protocol. And a crisis could be a restaurant, you know, of guests getting food poisoning, and or it could be essentially a leaked email that there could be something happening within the company. And that's why, you know, if you have somebody who's doing PR or knows, they can handle it. Because when something gets out of control, uh, you're in a lot of trouble.
1: Oh, it's so true. Now, you know, I'm all about like, toxic workplace advocacy and and anti-bullying workplace bullying because of my experience and I kind of have been promoting whatever like the name and shame hashtag like because a lot of times things don't change until something goes public and and I know that there's there's the good and the bad side of that if you're the organization c-suite that's very bad
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: if you're some you know if you're the person trying to affect change and and hold people accountable so there's like that it's like a two edged sword right but companies do need to understand you know leaders need to understand like there's glass door there's indeed there are there's yelp like you said if you're a restaurant owner my husband just left he never in his life has left a review online for anything he's extremely private but we went up on federal hill and had a dinner dancing night it was lovely but the restaurant experience itself was not oh, lovely no. well, we had a blast i mean i'm like i'll eat yeah I'll eat chicken nuggets i don't care i'm out it was beautiful i was dancing it was a live band but um you know his, his steak was like well done he likes it rare he just he was just grumpy and <laughs> and i said to him you have to understand that once you put this out there right yeah, when P- we had his name, I'm like, when people Google you, this is one of the first things that's going to come up on Google besides your business, your, your 50 year, year old um, private practice. The next thing is going to be this Yelp review. So, you know, I kind of ha- had to help him understand, like, it's not that you can't leave the review, but if you if you want it to follow you into forever, right? Wow. <laughs> you have to be careful. And, you and you can anyway, can or print or email or text, like, yeah, not go away. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. So how do you, um, Allison, how do you just switch gears a little bit? How do you um, guide your girls? I know you have three beautiful daughters. Um, how do you guide them with managing like social media and, and this new world,
0: right? That we, I mean, I, I'm going to be 54 next month. So yeah, it's a, it's a whole new world. I didn't grow up with it either. And while social media can be great, I, I, I think that it can be very negative for young girls. I mean, we can handle the negative comments, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're adults, we're, we're grown, we've gone through things. I can't imagine being a teenager already going through all of these th- things and hormones and self-doubt and to have to deal with negative comments. Mm-hmm. Um, so fortunately, they have not had anything yet. But I've talked to them about that and you know, shared my experiences and said, anybody that's going to talk negatively about you, A, they're jealous, B, they're hiding behind a keyboard and um, you need to just delete them or block them mm-hmm. or not be friends with them. But it's, it's challenging me that you see they're going through, you know, TikTok. they're looking at, you know, other people comparing themselves. Yeah. And, and so I don't know what will happen, you know, growing up, I try and teach them to be confident. And, you know, we don't use the word diet, we don't use calories, we don't use anything that has to do I talk about healthy food, yeah. um, you know, and I've, you know, I've, I've seen households where they don't buy cookies and they don't do this. And then, you know, kids have issues with eating disorders because the parents are so mm-hmm. restrictive. So it's so hard with girls because it's just a different world. And we've never experienced going through social media at their age. So right. it's all uncharted territory, but I just try and like Build them with positivity and ha- have like an open door. Just come and talk to me. But they're all different. My oldest will come in and tell me anything. My middle one will shut down, and my little one will. She's just a you know a mix of both of them. So, yeah,
1: yeah it's true. You have to um, know their personality, right? And and it, and I think I'm sure you can relate to this. The past year and a half, it's been even harder because I mean, I've our, our daughter's 19 so she's an adult basically. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. but I've, I've seen patterns and habits that a year and a half ago, I would have definitely said something, but I feel like because of the quarantine and being so isolated, like she needs to be doing something right. Like all the screen time, video games, Mm -hmm. um, uh, scrolling on her phone, like you said, TikTok. but I, I feel it because prior to that, she was not I mean, she was an average kid with her phone, you know, yeah. but now it's just like, that is like their one link to re- to society. And I do yeah. worry about what impression is she getting? Because like, everyone puts out their highlight reel, right? Yeah. I mean, a few, a few months ago, a friend of hers had it was when, uh, so I'm in Massachusetts, as you are, I know, and um, we're not far from Boston, which was the all, the breakout in this country, right? Happened in the, after that conference in Boston. We were in lockdown March 7th. Like, it was like, boom. I and mean, we were like one of the first in the country that everything stopped. My mother called me. She was at HomeGoods. She's like, HomeGoods is closed. <gasps> TJ Maxx is closed. I'm like number one what are you doing out you know she had gone to target to buy slippers or something but so oh anyway um we everything just shut down for us so fast i forgot where i was going with this oh my goodness i'm sorry
0: no you were talking about prior to um prior to lockdown oh okay
1: yes all right so (laughs) when everything sort of seemed to be getting better right you know, restrictions lifted, things were were a little better for a while. So one of our friends had a party, a bonfire outdoors, you know, and everyone, everyone literally in her social circle was invited except her. Yeah. And I always, I raised her always from when she was little that we cannot expect to always be invited to everything. Always I I raised her with that because it's true. You know, we all we know a lot of people. We've got my husband's a doctor, he's been in this community for 50 years. It's like we have a lot of social connections, and you can't always be on the list. Like I just raised her with that, and she's always been great about it, like better than I have. Like I've been like, I can't believe you didn't get me. Or you know, she's like, Mom, whatever, it's fine. This time it really Uh, like got got punched her because she hadn't done anything for so long and we still to this day don't know what the reason behind that was but and I you know I just I think reassuring them like it's almost like it's hard to see them being excluded or that gut punch but you know I just you just have to be their their champion or their cheerleader when things aren't good you know um because, like you said, we we didn't go through teenage years with all this craziness, but they are, and it's we're navigating new seas, and so are they. So we just all have to go forward with a little grace. It's hard. I know. <laughs> hard. I wanted to ask you. Hold on. I'm just gonna peek at my notes here. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your book? Back to your book. So it is available for pre-sale now, right? Talk about how, where people can find it and all that.
0: Yeah. So they can find it on Amazon. So it's on Amazon. It's also on target online and Barnes and Noble, but Amazon is probably the easiest uh, place to get it. So it's paid with paperback, hardcover and then ebook. And then I'm, I still need to do the, the audio book. I'm working on that too. So hopefully that will be up soon, but, um, but yeah, they can just, or they can go to my website too. And then that will take, so right now during pre-sale. If you go to my website and you buy the book, there's another button where you can click on it and you can get a special a special like book plate, which I had no idea what the heck a book plate was, but because everything's virtual and we really don't do book signing events and everything is shipped and got done through Amazon and Target, So it's like a sticker kind of, and I will write a personalized note to the person who is buying the book and then I mail it to them and then they put it in their, the front page of the book. So it's like a signed book, but that's the way that people are doing it now, which I've learned so much through this process. So they can get a special note if they uh, do it through my website, they'll see there. And then you can get on my email list and you can get all sorts of information, which, um, which, you know, how important email lists are. So, right, right, right. So are you doing your audible version? Are you, are you recording it or? Yeah, I'm recording it. Um, so I'm, we're just doing it through a camera and microphone and, um, I'm going to have somebody just splice it together and then do it. Oh, that's fantastic. Good for you. So did you self-publish or you, did you go through a a hybrid publishing, which I didn't know existed. So it's a mix between a publisher and, and self-publishing. Um, they, I, I don't know, I would not have been able to do this myself because there's so many things don't think about. So the hybrid publisher in-house, they have an editor, they have a cover designer, they have a formatter, they um, will get it up on Amazon. They put it everywhere they need to, they do it through Ingram Sparks. So they do a lot for you. And this company, um, they also have like all these webinars. So you can, they take you through everything from, you know, launching your book to having a virtual party, it's, you know, they're awesome. I text her all the time and they're lifesavers. So it's great. And it's just, a, it's a fee, but it's not anything, you know, that that a lot of businesses can't afford and thank God for them because there are companies out there that are hybrid companies and they are a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I talked to one and they were like, Oh yeah, it's $10,000. I'm like, huh, what? How, How many gonna- books do I have to sell to pay? I, well, exactly. So um, this was great. And I would definitely use them again to get a publisher. You have to just, you got to do a book proposal. You have to be well known. It takes a long time to get your book out. So I think I gave them I want to say February or March, I gave them my final copy and we're now in, I mean, just a few months after that, and it's coming out in two weeks. So they were very, very fast. That's that's fantastic. That's great um, information for
1: um, my listeners. I know a lot of people, the pandemic has prompted a lot of people to start writing their story, which I love, you know, I, and I lo- I'd love to read personal like biographies autobiographies but um there are there are so many ways you can publish but like you said the first of all it's all it's a full-time job to write a book right everything involved learning the industry learning what everything to go through all the hoops and um and to think outside the box like you found that hybrid option which you didn't even know I didn't didn't even know that existed yeah. so that's great thank you for sharing that so I want to just share something with you I know your favorite well one of your favorite colors because I see you in a lot is your signature pink so for my listeners if you're at home jump on my YouTube video you will see that I'm putting together I wanted to put together a collection of accessories that go well with pink so I chose navy blue which is what I'm wearing with my pink and I'm going to offer a giveaway this is a 1950s vintage silk scarf a navy blue um Vintage silk evening bag, some oh. navy blue gloves, and a pair of nineteen uh, eighties vintage banana bob pearl and sapphire earrings. I'm offering. I'm going to put this up as a giveaway for everyone. Um, if you pre if you pre order or purchase Allison's book and um, follow me on follow us on social, give a podcast re- Throw out a podcast review. I'll have all the information on my social media channels. And people can uh, enter the giveaway for that Navy Blue Hot Pink Accessory
0: Collection. So that's for I you love I love it. I love navy blue and pink. It's so I pretty- do too.
1: <laughs> I do too. So um yes. yeah. So just check out my social media uh, when when the pod when this episode drops and you'll see how you can enter to win. So I have a,
0: a course and it's um it's basically it's like a PR boot camp. So it's um it's an online course. I think it's like an hour, maybe 45 minutes. It's all recorded. And so I want to give that away because that basically takes you from A to Z. Um, And and so I I like I started doing that during COVID as well. So um, we've have different price points, but this will be free to anybody who wins. So we'll, we'll get that once we have a winner, I'll get a code for them and then they can go on and log into the course.
1: Oh, that is fantastic. Everyone listening, um, take advantage of it. Allison is offering her PR boot camp for free if you enter the giveaway. So um, as I said, follow us on social. You can, Allison is at uh, Allison Maloney. Yeah, Instagram is yes. Allison Maloney and Twitter as well, right? So, yes. um, once thing we get ourselves organized with it, there'll be information on how you can take advantage of that great offer from our PR queen, Allison. Hey. <laughs> hey. Thank you so much, Allison, for coming on. You're it's welcome. Been a pleasure, and I really wish your book the greatest success. And for you too, I mean, you you've earned it. You deserve it. You're a great role model for your beautiful girls and for. Um, just for, for women in general, you know, we all, like you said, you're, we want to be a supporter, right? And yeah. Yeah, you're, you're great with that. Thank so you. Yeah, I wish you the
0: best with everything. Thank you so much. This is, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's so fun and I'll be in touch. Okay. So- okay.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Gentlewoman Boss Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our lovely guest, Alison Maloney. Don't forget to check out her website and uh, purchase her new book and also take advantage of a lovely uh, giveaway that she's hosting for um, those that purchase her book. In addition, don't forget to check out my social media page, um, I'm at Gentlewoman Boss everywhere uh, so that you can take advantage of the fabulous vintage accessory package giveaway that I'm hosting on Allison's behalf. Uh, visit my social media to learn how you can enter that. And um, in addition to those few uh, follow-ups, I did neglect to ask Allison the question that I ask all of my podcast guests, which is, what quality of a gentlewoman do you think is important to emulate and why? And Allison's answer is beautiful. She says, I think that the best quality of a gentlewoman is to be supportive of other women. We should be building each other up instead of tearing each other down. We need to be other women's biggest cheerleaders. Hear, here, Allison. I could not agree more. We're like-minded absolutely in that endeavor. So thanks again for listening and I will see you next week for the next episode of the Gentlewoman Boss Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Gentlewoman Boss podcast. Please remember to download my podcast so you can listen whenever and wherever you'd like. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much if you've already done so. It really does help with ratings and distribution of the show. I also invite you to email me if you'd like to share your story or if you have a question you'd like answered on an upcoming episode of the show. Just visit the gentlewomanboss.com and click on the contact tab at the top to email me. You can also follow me on social media at gentlewomanboss. And if you prefer to watch podcasts rather than just listen to the audio version, my episodes are also uploaded on my YouTube channel in video format as well. Click subscribe and when new episodes drop, they'll show up in your YouTube feed. It's super easy. So until next time, remember always choose to be the gentlewoman or gentleman in the room. I'll see you soon for the next episode of the Gentlewoman Boss Podcast.